0: Welcome to the Markeisha Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Markeisha Hall, IEP and Parenting Coach. And Happy New Year. It's been quite the 2021, I think you would agree. Um, And we're ready to get into 2022. And we're going to start off by talking about communication with your kids. And some of these tips you can also use for your IEP team. So, Communication in any relationship is really important and sometimes easily overlooked, especially with kids. Um, With all the responsibilities that we have have as adults, sometimes we just want them to do what we want them to do. And uh, we have to realize that they're little people too, younger people too, not just little people. But um, in the case, if your child has a disability, and their communication is, um, they're still working on their communication, we still need to model what that looks like for them so that they can best um, be able to communicate when they become adults. Um, So because our children learn from us, the way we communicate to and around them is really important. Practicing good communication uh, creates a deeper bond with your child, relationships, and it grows their self-esteem and models healthy communication practices to them. So making an effort to practice healthy, open communication with your child validates or corrects their ideas and reinforces their self-worth. Being highly communicative with with your child is a way to show them you love them and really deepen your relationship with their child, no matter their mode of communication. So here are some best practices of highly communicative. Communi- Why can't I say this, guys? You know what I'm trying to say, parents. One, sincerely listen. Sometimes it's easy for us to wander, our minds to wander with all the things that we have to do, and we just want to tell our kids how to think. But if you want to show respect for them as a person and open the lines of communication, we've got to listen with sincerity, sincerity and empathy. So show interest in what your child says. Give them space to share their thoughts without fears of being judged, shamed, or brushed aside. Also, listen without judgment. Instead of insisting your child adopt your own ways of thinking, listen to your child with empathy and openness. The last part of this, number one, is to be present. Commit to being fully present for your child instead of turning your attention towards your mobile device or the television. And I was guilty of that, but we did start a rule in our um, house. Um, when they do come to me and talk to me, I just put put my phone, actually put it down, mute the television if you're doing something. Um, so we're all guilty of that. Just be mindful of it. Two, ask open-ended questions. Don't give them an out just to say yes or no. Um, uh, encourage your child to think critically and process their ideas by asking open-ended questions. By asking open-ended questions, you show your child that you're curious about the way they think and encourage them to share more. For example, can you tell me more about that? How does that make you feel? And what do you think about the topic? One thing that we do um, when we talk to the kids about their days at school, we don't say, did you have a good day? Because they were like, yeah, or No. I'll be more specific and be like, what did you do in second period? Yeah, that, that makes them have to uh, think and, and and talk to us more. Or what is a story that you read um, during circle time? Like, for example, if they're younger, like Josiah. So number three, honestly share your feelings and ideas. Even with your child, the relationship is not one-sided. As they develop, share your honest um, your own honest feelings and ideas with them and, and actually mod- modeling for them what that looks like. So when you're frustrated, sometimes we tend to not want to, you know, show them, we might go to our room and um, or talk to a girlfriend, but it's really important for our kids, especially our kids with disabilities to model what that looks like um, and talk out, talk out how you're feeling when you're frustrated. And then show what you can do to not be frustrated, if that makes any sense. So they they have a model of what that looks like. Four, make time for regular, informal family check-ins. Work never ends. Whether you're working uh, a stay-at-home mom or dad, or you're working outside the home, or you're working in the home, it's all work. (laughs) And especially when you're raising a family, our lives are so busy. It's important to take um time to create the time to talk and check in with your child so you can make space for them to feel open so just start by simple scheduling a check-in maybe every day at dinner or breakfast or something that can be consistent and just commit to following through with check-ins even on the challenging days and we know that those days come often right we still want to follow up and show consistency that we're committed to um, communicating their feelings and that they can process those difficult feelings and emotions with us as their parents. Lastly, handle conflict gently and carefully. Open communication is the foundation of healthy conflict management, right? Problems are going (laughs) to arise um, and we want to show them that conflict doesn't have to be something that's negative or feared children learn from the way we model conflict management and as their parent it's important for you to do your best to set a positive example for handling excuse me handling conflicts so what do you do start the conversation with them when your child is angry or bothered they may not have the tools to openly talk about how they feel if you notice they're holding something back start the conversation this prevents them from feeling guilty for starting a difficult conversation maintain a respectful tone. When your child is angry, they may say something hurtful or offensive. Alternatively, you might feel impatient with the way they deal with their anger. And I know that means, look, broken iPads, right? Those are expensive. And um, and I'm speaking from personal experience because we have to actually replace one because we had a broken um, iPad incident. But it's still important to maintain a respectful tone so they feel comfortable handling conflict in the future they're really going to be modeling what we do when a situation like that happens and then try to at whatever level they're at solve the problem together empower your child to help you solve the problem show them how they are in control of their actions and the problem doesn't have to be doesn't have to happen in the same way in the future look parents it's not an easy task but the work you do to create a space to communicate openly with your child will help their social and emotional development. At the end of the day, going through the challenging task of communicating, even when it's hard, shows how much you love your child. Giving them space to share their feelings gives them a space to process their emotions. You can teach them how to share their emotions in healthy ways at the same time, building a tighter bond with them. And with that, I'm going to release your ears (laughs) from um, this episode of the podcast. I hope everyone's having a good start to the new year and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening to the Markeisha Hall podcast and have a great day.